Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is TV worth talking about. We're all suspects. Yes, of course we are. This is Shrine Podcasts. Vigil. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcasts presents Vigil. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rebecca. Well, the first episode of season two did not disappoint. It was high drama indeed. From drones the size of fridge freezers, loads of explosions, a man with cancer who doesn't have cancer and that nail-biting cliffhanger. I'm going to be totally honest. I think loads of it went over my head. I feel like we were introduced to 75 characters and I couldn't name one of them. But hopefully all will become a bit clearer after Hannah's recap and as the next couple of episodes play out. I did love seeing Sylvaker are still going strong, but will they get a happily ever after? Reb will discuss all with your thoughts and theories today. And Hannah's going to have your recap uh, in a couple of seconds. But I guess, first of all, what did we make of the return of Vigil? Yeah, I mean, it's back with a bang. Um, I thought it looked great. That was like my first observation. The budget is there. They're spending. Guys, I loved it. I loved it. I didn't know what to expect. It's obviously a completely different um, storyline. There's no submarine. There's drones everywhere. I'm now terrified of drones and I was so impressed by it. And I'm just devastated it isn't one a week because there's a lot to unpack after each episode. We were introduced to a lot of new characters um, and I was like, what's going on? But that's why we do this podcast. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? I also was watching it being like, this to me now is a bit like Marcella season three. It's not the same TV show. It's called Vigil after the submarine in the last series. And that's not like, it's not the same show. Do you know? Yeah, but it is in keeping with like, she's going into like, like the last time it was the Navy. This time yeah. it's like the army. Like, you know, they've got that like theme running through but that's it yes yeah. do you know what I think guys they probably should have just called the whole series Silva yes do you know what I mean that's it Saran Jones it's, it's, it's about <laughs> yeah. Saran and it's not really about the submarine or the drones the size of those drones I was I didn't realise that they could be so big menacing menacing drones is the only They're way very to describe creepy. them yeah very like it's it, it, do you know what guys it was a very strong first episode. It was much better than I thought it was going to be because I didn't know what to expect. And I'm thrilled that we now have something to watch for the next few nights. Yeah, I was just a bit like, who the fuck is who? What is going on? But I loved the cliffhanger. I was like, ah, now you have me. Same. And yes. also, we need to talk about the fact that like this podcast is different from other podcasts we've done in the sense that we would usually have 
two, we give ourselves two days to do all our prep. Yeah. So we'd usually watch a show, say, on a Sunday, and we'd release an episode on a Wednesday. And by that point, sometimes we've watched the episode three times, at least yeah. twice. Uh, this recap will not be to that standard. There are people whose names I don't know. I've just left them blank because they're not even on IMDb yet. So there's just, like, massive gaps in the yeah. Excel. But I do delivery. feel like they did introduce us to loads of characters who they haven't, I don't think they've given us their names. Like, we don't have full context. Yet. Right. Is that what it no. is? I think so. I hope so. Because halfway through, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to turn the subtitles on and see if I can pick up on some extra info. But yeah, a lot of people, I couldn't tell you their names. So we'll do our level best. Mm. Yes, there was one scene I found towards the end of the episode that was a really good explainer for everything that was happening throughout the whole episode. But I just needed that earlier because I was like, huh? For ages. Yeah. Do you know yeah, that way? But we did get a good on. scene that did explain who was who a bit. Okay. But I still don't know anyone's names. Now, if you ask me someone's name now, I wouldn't be able to tell you apart from Kirsten and Amy. Yes, same. Um, okay, so yeah, this this podcast is going to be slightly different to our usual ones. The the recaps are not going to be as in-depth. But here with every name you need to know is Hannah. Take it away, bitch. Thanks, bitch. Okay, so we open up and it's like fuzzy on the side of the screen, which we know means a flashback. Okay, so there's a man. We don't know who he is. He's having a crisis into a sink. And then he tells his daughter that she has one hour to pack her bag. <laughs> So I think that they're on an airbase called Al Chakra, which is in the fictional country of Wudian, which like, I'm sorry now to me, sounds very suspiciously like Wuhan, the city in China where oh yeah, I just feel like I probably would have gone for a different name, but this is what they've done. So um, we now find out that this man is called Chapman and he stops uh, a blonde woman uh, who is running and he tells her, she's in the middle of a run and he just like throws up on her all this information that he has lung cancer and he's leaving immediately and that she's going to take command of the squadron. Couldn't tell you her name. So Erin, I believe. Think her name is Erin. Erin, okay. Um, okay. So present day, we're somewhere really rainy. So it looks like we've changed country. We're back in the UK. And there are a number of soldiers are preparing to hit a target house with a drone. And then suddenly there are four drones on the scene coming from different locations. And the drones like shoot the shack to bits and like blow up a nearby car. They're like evil army drones with rockets in them. And then we meet um, Doug Gray Scott, which is just such a stunning name. Did you guys recognize that man? I didn't, but my Nathan no. did. So my fellow was like, oh my God, your man's in it. And I was like, who is he? I think he's been in Mission Impossible and loads of stuff. So he's going to be a key character because he's famous. So me and Craig had the exact same conversation. Craig was like, no way, it's Doug Ray Scott. And I was like, what are you talking about? But okay, yeah, that is that is what we thought about Martin Compton in the last series and dead after 10 minutes. Fair, yeah, fair. This man's been a Mission Impossible and I just look, he held some great faces. Um, okay. It's a bit tongue in cheek from him and I kind of love it. So he's in charge of the mission, okay? And then he's suddenly alerted to movement on a nearby beach. So at this point, we think this is a real live mission. Um, but it turns out that the weapons are actually being tested for a prospective buyer who's actually from, and I'm going to say Wuhan consistently throughout this, who's from Wudian. Um, and he's delighted with the drones and their um, little display of, of horror. And he, they're thinking about increasing their order. So, uh, the drones make their creepy little way back to base. They do it themselves. It's called autopilot and they just, they do it themselves. It's horrifying, really. Um, no, lads, lads, between them on autopilot, and I watched this movie over the weekend on Netflix that I think it's called The Last Person on Earth. No, it has Julia Roberts in it, okay? I'm a Bear with me. ally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
that's all like the Tesla's are driving themselves and all like, no, Jesus, no. Uh, between that and this now over the last two days, I'm not well. The AI is terrifying. No, this isn't for me now. If a drone wants to deliver my just eat order, that's I'd take that. But this sort of warfare, I just no life. No. Um, okay, so they're making their own way home. It's real creepy. And then all of a sudden the AI goes rogue and shoots at the team of soldiers on the ground in Scotland. So the rogue drone has taken out some of those soldiers and then he, they head for the big wigs that are up in the viewing platform. So you've got Joe Gray Scott and the guys and then the the men from Woodyan. So it attacks them. So can I ask a question here? I won't be able to answer, but yes. So did the, the drone... It, it attacked its own people. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. So, yeah, it appears that somebody hacked into the system when all the drones were on autopilot and uh, it attacked the people who were testing out the drones. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. sorry, Rebecca, you're like Steve Jobs. Um, so yeah, the the drones turned in on the people that yes. were controlling it and the people on the viewing platform. Okay, so it's left a number of casualties in its way and Joe Grace Scott can't believe his eyes. So then we get to see the new title sequence. Um, and then we see Saran and she's dropping her daughter to school. And we find out that Sylvaker lives on. We then get the very upsetting news that there's been seven confirmed fatalities from the AI turning against humanity, which I think like is a personal fear of mine. Um, but the EU, I don't know if anyone saw this during the week, the EU have just passed some like groundbreaking historical like AI laws where the first like group out of all the big ones to do it. So that's kind of good for us, like China and the US haven't done it yet. So hopefully we'll be protected from anything like this ever happening. Um, Three people have been seriously injured and they've got a man who they think did it restrained on site. So he was the guy that was in the back of a truck. So there was a number of different people controlling these drones. He was locked in the back of a truck on his own. So mm. they're going to presume because they didn't have eyes on him that he was the one that um, turned oh, very the drone. bad for him. Like his communication thing wasn't working. He couldn't do anything about it. Like he was just framed, wasn't he? Well, so we're supposed to think. He was apparently framed. So um, Silva and Longacre are working together on this case. Uh, the MOD has asked for Silva specifically because of her experience from season one on Vigil. Yes. Um, so Silva is on site then and she sends Longacre and Townsend, I believe is his name, off to do some jobs and interview different people. Um so she then chats to the guy, couldn't tell you his name, who they have restrained, who they think is responsible, uh, because it was his drone. He was controlling the drone that okay. turned into the murderer. And yeah. um, so he reveals, as Rebecca said, so his comms were cut off. His backup radio was missing from the van. The doors were locked. And he says when uh, his drone was on autopilot, that anyone can log into a system when a drone is on autopilot. Seems like an incredibly large flaw to me. Huge. Um, and that's when it was taking control. So when they switch over to autopilot, somebody came in. And took control. Um, Longacre interviews another uh, female soldier um, who's very upset about her friend who was killed. I didn't catch her name. Mon apologies. Um, now, Romola Garay is the name of the actor who's playing, I think it's Erin. So we're now on the ground in Woodyan. We've moved. Um, Sorry, she's I, think over there. I think it's Eliza. I, I wrote down Eliza Blontair. Yeah, I believe it's Eliza now. Eliza Russell in Woodyan. She's she is the woman that was running at the start. The Chapman said, "Yeah, she's know, the new boss after your man did a runner saying that he had cancer." 
Brilliant. So she's now in charge of the squad. God love her because it's day one on the job. Seven people are dead. It's a shit show. So, you know, she's really out of the frying pan into the fire. So she's addressing the squad. She's kind of telling them to pull themselves together, but everyone will remain a suspect. Um, Okay, so there was a man from Woodyan. I don't know his name. He was over representing his boss. He was on the viewing platform with Doug Gray Scott because he was there to basically watch the drones perform and then put the order in. So he's obviously Mm -hmm. fuming. Uh, They're looking at pulling the multi-billion pound drone contract um, from Granger and McCabe who were kind of in charge of, of making that happen. So this to me is where it's very similar because I think there might be an element of like protest involved with these mm. drone issues similar to people protesting the nuclear submarines in Scotland. Because yeah. uh, it's not good. Totally. It doesn't look good, guys. So this is where I feel like it all ties in. Okay, so a man called uh, Wes... Oh, yeah, so Granger and Silver. So Granger is Joe Grace Scott, okay? Yeah. They're on a video call with Eliza and they're going to talk to her about the team over in Woodyan. So a man called Wes Morrison arrives in and he has some updates. He knows. Wes, for a moment, he works for the company that are making the drones. Sorry, Rebecca, you're on the ball. That's that's what I think. I think he works for, so he's not part of the, the... the military, he works for the company making the drones. So he this comes in and he's impossible a of, No, no, no. Oh. Wes is an American dude. So he right. he kind of says, he spills the tea here being like, come here, your man had access. Your man who said he had cancer had access to this. Isn't this where he says it? That's exactly it. And I'm so glad you told me who he was because he comes in a yellow t-shirt with an American accent. Everyone else is British in army outfits. And it's obvious that he's not, the same as them but I couldn't figure out who he was or what he did um okay so yeah he arrives in with some updates and dun 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 it turns out that the person who took charge of the autopilot the drone was Anthony Chapman the man who was apparently having a cancer operation on that day and ran out of Woodyam with his daughter at the start of the episode um so elsewhere if Vigil goes to track down Chapman or Vigil Silva goes Silva. to track yeah. down Chapman Meanwhile, there's a V and an I, and it's the same amount. Detective Vigil, but like again, do you know what I mean? It, I mean, it Vigil. It sounds brilliant. Uh, okay, so Longacre is tracking down the trespasser from the beach. Um, he's up a tree basically, and she gets him no, down I, eventually. The man <laughs> up saying a tree. That he was bird watching. I was like screaming. Also, he was just so passive aggressive. He was so passive aggressive. Also, they were tracking him. But with a drone. Yes. Like, read the room. The irony was not lost. Yeah. No, I know. And Longacre was like, you know, put the drone over that way so he doesn't realize we're tracking him. And your man's up a tree deleting all the history off his phone. And also the reason we're tracking him is a drone has just killed seven of their colleagues. And they're like, send another one up. So, you know, not the most tasteful, but they've tracked him. He's up a tree. She gets him down eventually and she grills him at a nearby station. So he claims his name is Frass as a man. And he claims he's just interested in drones. However, he's coincidentally no, from Wood Yan. Birds. He said birds. he was bird watching. Bird watching. Bird watching. I just and, was like, oh my God. She was like, she was like, what kind of birds did you see? And he was like, oh, I'm not an expert pet. I just like looking at birds. I don't know what they are. Yeah. And he's not even caring to lie because, yeah, it's birds. And then he's just interested he's so in the drones. Dope. He was basically taking pictures, doing lookout for whoever was going into the drones to make sure when they were on autopilot that they could tax them up. Mm. 
Well, this is exactly it because he's from Woodyan and then they also find a lot of suspicious medications in his apartment, including medications that would pharmacy. Take... Morris Pharmacy. If you were doing IVF. Uh, so she was asking him how the pregnancy is going and it turns out that those medications on the slips that are coming in with those medications is code basically to tell him what to do. Um, he then tells her that he's on the side of the angels, which is just not something you say also, if you're an innocent bird watcher. No. And she just kind of let that slide a bit, I felt. I'd be like, what do you mean by that now, pet? Yeah, and at this point in the episode, my capacity to take in information was was at its peak because there was a lot happening. We were 15 yeah. minutes in and there was a lot happening. A lot of new characters, a lot going on. You know, they have the Middle East, the UK doing a deal, trying to make money. Like it was, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. So, um another man comes in then I couldn't tell you who he is he's in the room for about 20 seconds I don't know if anyone caught him he came in he the gave a load he works, with, he works with MI5 MI5 guy yeah, yeah. MI5 couldn't tell you who he is he was in and out um, but anyway your man's not happy about being interviewed by any of them but he's clearly incredibly involved and basically they figure out that as you said Reb he was the eyes on the ground because they could only intercept the drones once they'd been switched into autopilot they needed someone there to tell them when that would happen so that's what he did so he's in a he's in a load of shite like this is an act of terrorism like he's going down um so oh, it did you hear like, him he's like i've been locked up before and i've been tortured whatever he's like this is a piece of piss i'll do 14 could, days no bother he, he was so bad about the whole thing yeah oh yeah. yeah he must have promises that he's getting out or someone's looking after him or something the angels yeah. are looking after him pet sorry of course yeah um so look it, it turns out Chapman lied about having cancer, which you really don't do. It's a re, it's a really bad form. He didn't show up for his treatment. And we also find out that his wife was from Woodyan. Then I think this is the piece that you were talking about earlier, Reb, where it was, and I didn't catch any of it. This so, is Doug Ray. Doug Ray Scott does he this. He doesn't go to explain or hear of what's going on because I was a bit lost. Well, I and here's what I've written down. Doug Ray Scott explains what Britain is doing and would you and question mark, question mark, question mark. And then I moved on to the next bit. So I'm so sorry. They've got some sort of arrangement where they're there to kind of peacekeep, but they're also supplying weapons for Woodyan to help them fight their neighbours. You know, it's a Middle Eastern fictional country. Did you um, hear the fella who owns the drone company, the guy who owns the company that make the drones, right? He wrote, he said some line and I was like, honest to God. He was like, we manufacture the guns, but we don't pull the trigger. Oh, Jesus. So you yeah. think your hands are clean? You know, absolutely not. We all know what goes on in the Middle East is unacceptable from these bigger countries controlling these smaller countries. So it seems like a similar fictional thing. But obviously... Well, the, like, the government are going to make money from it, the UK government. And then mm. the, the, and now, though, I love that Saran Jones is like, well, your share price is going to drop a bit when seven people are dead from your drones. Do you know what I mean? This is it. And also Tom Edge clearly making a political point with this show on the BBC in a prime time slot. So look, uh, it turns out that Faraz, the guy that was up the tree, is a journalist. And he knew that there were issues with Chapman. This was a real throwaway line that I just happened to catch. So he knew that there was stuff going on with Chapman before he left the base. I don't know whether he lied about um, having cancer or maybe he was, um, I think he was probably compromised. Maybe he's being blackmailed. Uh, But he knew that there was issues there. Um, 
Okay, so I've just written here now this excellent notes. XXXX arrives in to say that the person who broke into the drone would need a spy to know exactly where the autopilot was when that was engaged. So I think I mean the MI5 officer couldn't tell you his name and neither could IMDB. Um, Faraz is worried that the drones are going to be used as tools for repression on everyday people in his country. A completely uh, normal concern, I think. Um. So then he just seems to, and I didn't really understand this, but the MI5 officer leaves the room and then he just spills everything to Longacre. She just cracks him in like a second. Um, and he said someone brave told him about the test and he went to record it. Uh, so we just got a lot of information very quickly. Um, so a new detective, couldn't tell you his name, has tracked Chapman's GPS location to where he logged onto the drone when mm. it went into a autopilot. A wooded area. A wooded area. It's like Glasgow, wasn't it? Stunning small village in Glasgow. Looked really picturesque, beautiful. So um, quick, very quickly then they get a team of armed officers up to that house. Silva and Longacre are there. They have a lovely drive in a car. We find out that Longacre is indeed pregnant. She's due in two months. And it seems to be their baby that they're having together. So delighted for them. That's gorgeous um so silva goes in for a snoop around the house when the armed officers clear it and everything looks okay but then we find chapman out the back of the garden shot dead with a bullet hole in between his eyes um he's a goner he's a goner it's game over for him so the daughter sabiba is missing but um oh no sabia sorry sabia is missing but silvaker finds her hiding in a nearby forest but lo and behold they haven't actually cleared the uh, the entire area and a gunman takes shot at the three women and the episode ends the cliffhanger was so good but i did so think good. when they were running towards the daughter that she was going yeah. to have been the shooter i was like God, like they were running to like rescue her and i was like oh like she might actually be the attacker and I'm it sorry, was very good. Obviously, like a theme of the episode is Silva telling Longacre to sort of like take a backseat in the investigation because she's pregnant. Yeah. But surely to God, she's eight months pregnant or seven months pregnant that she shouldn't be running around with an active shooter finding women in forests. Like I would be just doing the admin at this stage. Also, is there a bit of a conflict of interest now in like a point, like if you're going out with each other to be appointing your other half to a case? I don't know. It's just all a bit... You'd, surely you'd want to work in different departments so you could talk about different things at the end of the day. We need a bit of romance though and we need to care about the yeah, characters. Do. Do, you know? yeah. do you know what I'll I mean? I'll take the loophole, I will. Yeah, it was it my favourite part of the whole episode. Yeah, it was a very strong first episode. Like The opening sequence with that drone attack was absolutely terrifying but also thrilling to watch and just devastating. Just absolutely... I, I know we knew it was going to be... Uh, Air warfare, isn't that what they call it? With the drones yeah. and all that jazz. And also guys screaming at the name for the drones. What's the and name for the drones? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's like Robert Pattinson. 
I that I kept thinking of Perez Hilton two thousand and five or Pats, but it's an Orpaz is the name of the drone. And what does it stand for now? Let me find you. Remote. Because I was like, yeah. What do you guys think? First of all, go on. Remote passive aggressive killing machine. Okay, found it. <clears throat> Remotely piloted air system. And it's what the savings call drones. A remotely piloted air system. Oh, yeah. so is this what drones are actually formerly called, like in drone world? Oh, I, I don't know, maybe the ones that kill people. The ones that kill people, maybe, because there was a throwaway comment that drones are like, oh, what kids play with in the park. These are yeah, like these drones were the size of the fucking chest freezer that Jackie Laverty was in. They were huge. They were little so, freaks as well. And the noise they made and the way they were like, they could yeah. I just, no, it wouldn't be. Um, so obviously there was a there was a shot fired at the end of the episode. Screen went black. We don't know what the story is. Uh, Reb, you've got people's thoughts and theories on this. Yes, I do. We're going to find out tonight from nine. But in the meantime, you've been telling us what you thought of Vigil. Uh, Season two, episode one. First up, Tracy says, I loved it. Very fast moving. Lots of characters to get to know. A dramatic end to the episode. I'm going to try and watch it again before episode two. Uh, Will Amy be heading overseas to the base? I can't remember the name of. Probably. Uh, yeah, the base no. in Woody, and I'd say I'd say she will. Um, Lanky Lass on Twitter slash X says it's not going to be a slow burn, a very strong opening. I love it already. Agreed. Uh, mm-hmm. Shape your wardrobe says better than the whole of Vigil season one. Oh, Doug really? Scott's that's character is going to be dodgy, and he always is. So that's good. That's interesting from Shape Your Wardrobe. So yeah. that, that Doug Ray Scott normally would play a villain. Um, I actually haven't seen anything that he's been in before, but uh, I would imagine his character is going to have a, a key role. Um, they also were wondering in this episode, um, the one or two of the, um, I think it was the detective was wondering, or Longacre, why they finished the whole test early as well. So there's most likely somebody within that base who is dodgy as well. Yeah. In upper management. Well, so Doug Ray Scott's be... character would make sense for that. Because he made yeah. the test go in early too. And then everyone was in autopilot. So there needs to be a few rotten apples for that attack to happen. It wouldn't just be one person. It's not just your man who said he had cancer. True. Yeah. Do you know that way? That's what I, that, from mm-hmm. what I read from it. Um, okay, next up, we have Pie Face on Twitter, slash X, who says, Hi, they've Pie mentioned, <laughs> hello, they've mentioned the baby way too often uh, for there to be a happy ending. She's a goner. Oh, God. They did. No, they were. She was like, be careful. And like, you know, that way it was said a lot. Also, was I reading too much into this? But after the explosion went off and um, Saran Jones lost her phone for a second, they kept shooting back to this little cut on her leg and they showed it to us like three times. And I don't... There was a... That's not for no reason. They kept showing us this little cut on Saran Jones's leg. So what do you call a shrapnel? Like something from yeah. the explosion stuck into yeah. her leg and she's trying to pull it out, um, but she she hasn't. And, and nothing's been treated to. The episode, they went back to it like two or three times and they just kept showing up her leg. Okay, good point. No, so- but Hannah, you acted about the explosion as the cast members did. Do you know what I mean? And that brings me perfectly up to my next point. This amazing <laughs> voice note, you can now send Shrine Pod voice notes on our website, shrinepodcast.com. This incredible voice note we got in from Christopher. Take a listen to this. Um, hello, everybody. Um, Christopher here. Um, first of all, loved it. Um, second thing is, the, 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 the bomb, the, the explosion 
after the massacre, there was an explosion. It was great, great moment, and nobody acknowledged it. Everybody just carried on as normal. They were like, no, no, um, well, what was that? What was the explosion? Is there another one? Should we go off and check? They just carry on their conversation. There was no no acknowledgement of it at all. The bloke in the yellow t-shirt is dodgy, I think. Four drones, but five controllers, he said. There's a controller out there that's unaccounted for. I, I think I got that right. Um, and then at the end, after Archie from Monarch of the Glen got done in, the bloke, the armed response unit guy, who clearly got it wrong because he said, oh, it's all fine. Um, he He's named in the credits. His name's Compton. Um, so he's clearly going to be significant. Um, I don't know if he's dodgy, but he's clearly mucked up somewhere. Um, and also, one day I would like to be really good friends with, with Longacre. Um, love your work. Cheerio. Oh, thank you so much for that incredible voice note with amazing observations. They did just really brush over that explosion. Like, I know, like, there was no, like, injuries really, you know, maybe a couple of people had a few scratches, but, like, surely there should be, like, an investigation launched. Do you know? Like, they just moved on. It's like, oh, I picked up my phone. Off we pop. Who, what exploded? It was so, like, nothing was referenced. It, like, and someone must have done, it was just like nothing happened. It was like a seagull flew by and no one noticed anything. Yeah. I do think things are going to obviously become more clear when we watch the second episode tonight. Yes. But there was a lot to unpack and take in in the first episode. Uh, so I definitely need to rewatch it again before before tonight's because it, there's a lot of new characters and I don't trust anyone at the moment. Do we think the gunman shot somebody at the end. It's If he did shoot anyone, it's the daughter of the guy who didn't so have cancer. It's not the daughter because she did. There's a clip in the trailer of her saying, uh, oh, my dad didn't do anything or something like that. So okay. we haven't seen that scene. So I don't think that it's her. But so, we did see Martin Compson killed in the first episode. Wouldn't stop anyone from doing it to D- DCS Longacre. Is that her name? DCI. Yeah. Rose Leslie. Um, Okay, well, there's a little synopsis here from the BBC about what to expect from episode two, right? So it says, after escaping from a gunman with her life, Amy follows a new lead. So Amy's safe. Um, To the Middle East, so she's obviously going to go to Wujan. There she learns someone on the airbase was complicit in the attack. Kel, surprise. Jesus, doesn't take Sherlock Holmes, does it? Uh, meanwhile, in Scotland, Kirsten hunts down, so she's alive as well, hunts down Chapman's killer, determined not to let her pregnancy get in the way of her mission. Wow, so, okay, so... Still Baker, both survive that gunshot. Both survive episode. episode one, and we think um, Chapman's daughter too, because of the trailer, and because Hannah thinks as well, the press release just mentioned a lot. But Hannah, you need to read between lines, you're right. They're all the little clues that we look out for. And Christopher had some really great observations in his voice yeah. note. So we'd love to hear more voice notes from you if you head to shrinepodcast.com. And there's a little link in our Insta stories as well if you want to just click into that and go straight and just uh, press down record and just hear uh, your thoughts and theories because we'd love to hear from you. Christopher, what an honour. The first voice note on Shrine Podcasts. Um, well, I think that is it for this episode, is it? Yeah. Um, we will be doing a Ryanair turnaround, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back with another podcast episode tomorrow. We are flat out. Um, you can email us, shrinepod at gmail.com. Obviously, send us voice notes on shrinepodcasts.com. And you can do the old-fashioned way, lol, which isn't even old-fashioned. You can DM us on Twitter, uh, Insta, reply to us on Twitter with all of your thoughts and theories. We love to hear from you. And um, 
yeah, we will chat to you tomorrow uh, after we've seen Vigil Season 2, Episode 2. This is TV worth talking about. This is Shrine Podcasts. Vigil. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.